Tom Definian. Oh, calm down, John. He <laughs> plays video games six hours a day. Give the man a break. God. You're the part of the problem, Thomas. You're listening to PHP Ugly. I'm Tom Rideout. With me, as always, John Congdon. Did you forget the episode number? Probably. Episode number one. Eleven? Twelve. Come on. Twelve? Twelve. <laughs> Good start to the show. And? And also, always with us, but never all the way with us, Eric Van Johnson. Hello. It's episode 112, as uh, we, we say in the biz. Why do you say that? I just made biz. that up. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have know no what, idea why I just said that. I don't know what biz we're in anymore. <laughs> yeah, way to get us kicked out of the biz. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> What's uh, been going on, guys? How you guys doing? I'm doing. I'm. I've been busy. Happy July fifth, everybody. Uh, everybody, make it out of the Fourth of July with all t- ten fingers and toes. That's yes, because fireworks are illegal here in California. This is true. At least in yeah. Southern California. It, oddly enough, with our with our friends south of the border, it's not that hard to obtain fireworks. But yes, you're right. It's easy. Here fireworks too, in here here in Colorado Springs, we have a fire that's burning a hundred thousand acres, and we're in a drought, and it's awful. And so all the fireworks events were canceled. Then, why did you move to? Why did you even move to Colorado? You could have that here, Thomas. That's like normal for us. Yeah, I know. No, Didn't I know that happen here a couple years ago, where they they canceled all the fireworks shows during our it big drought? Surprise me. Yeah. Well, here yeah. the best part is that there was one fireworks show that was still scheduled to go on, but was canceled due to torrential rain. <laughs> <laughs> So we we do have the added benefit of having the ocean that a lot of a lot of the fireworks will go off off the coast or you know in, into the bay or bay or harbor and, and go off. So uh, I I doubt we've ever had a year where we've had no fireworks in San Diego, but probably the inland areas uh, were pretty restricted. I I've yeah. actually stopped going to fireworks. I don't know about you guys, but actually, it stopped being enjoyable to me. I took my four year old for the first time last night. He absolutely loved yeah. it. Yeah, he, yeah. He had his headphones on so that because he's got a whole thing with noise and things being too loud. But at the end, he was like, mm-hmm. "That was so cool." <laughs> so I should, I, I, I should probably go again. It, it's been years for me. We stopped going with the kids. Um, you know the the crowds just got out of control and. It it really got to be a, a thing here in, in Southern California and, and here in San Diego where, you know, you you had to plan on basically going somewhere at six o'clock in the morning and plan on being there twenty you know almost twenty four hours to 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 enjoy the fireworks. By the time the fireworks would go off at like nine p.m. and you actually got out of what area you're in, it was it just got to be too much. Yeah, it was so, nightmarish. Now. One of the interesting things I've seen this year, though, is drone shows replacing fireworks. Hmm. Have you guys seen any of these? I have not. Seems expensive. Well, I've seen the ones on television. I, it's it's companies that have hundreds and hundreds of drones and have them synchronized to 
Uh, Didn't they do that at the Olympics? Yeah. The Super Bowl and, yeah. So it's it's very interesting. I believe Arizona, which uh, was pretty much blacked out of all fireworks events because of fire concerns, had drone shows all over the place. And I've seen some footage of it. It's pretty great. Another industry going out of business because of technology. Automation, (laughs) specifically. (laughs) Robots taking over the world. Hey, I'm, I'm a big um, fan of that. Thomas, uh, you guys have been dealing with a lot of heat out there, right? I mean, what what's it been? Has it, it gotten up to, like, what, 105? or? In my area, we had four or five days of over 100 heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Colorado Springs being, like, in the valley here, we get really bizarre weather so the the heat peaks at like six o'clock not at noon mm-hmm. and yeah it's awful we're, we're we're starting to warm up out here it's supposed to get over 100 this weekend but um i don't know we'll, we'll see if that actually happens but yeah it's it's warming up out here pretty quickly yeah where i play ultimate I guess, I guess... it hit 80 today and tomorrow it's supposed to be a little over 90 but i play closer to the coast but still running around in in that kind of heat is lots of fun. Quote unquote fun. Yeah. <laughs> Air quotes for our audio podcast listeners. Yes. <laughs> Hence the me saying uh, quote unquote <laughs> bastard. We don't we don't need do to explain the fourth of Ju- We don't need to explain the fourth of July, do we, to our international listeners? I mean it's like I know it's a US thing, but everybody kinda understands what it is, right? Yeah. I would assume it's for our, the most part. It's like yeah, uh, it's... Bastille Day or any of those others. Cinco de Mayo. Nope, not totally not Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> or, it's, it's when Will Smith saved us from the aliens. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's us, but the like St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. Independence Day. People get the concept of Independence Day. I at least I hope. Which I feel bad I, if you don't. What's funny is that as Americans, we're not taught um, how it all happened. So I was just sort of surfing around on Reddit and found a, a joke about how Independence Day started and why the taxes were being raised on American goods because mm-hmm. the British had the British had just successfully defended American colonies during the Seven Years' War mm-hmm. and needed to recoup losses. And we were like, thanks, but also peace, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah. It, it's always so ironic that it, it was such a, uh, I mean, it's a, really a holiday for tyranny, right? It's 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 a holiday of treason. treason. Hey, what it's better administration where... for it? <laughs> I know. And now you mention those words, and it's just like yeah, you're anti-American. It's like, but we literally celebrate. We literally celebrate that. We, <laughs> yeah, we 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 have a funny <laughs> funny history. We forget where we came from and why we're here. So you, you guys are makers, Eric, more so than uh, John. But Eric, you you have a thing for raspberry pies and Arduinos and stuff like that, don't you? I, I do. I enjoy them. Uh, did you know that they're those are considered components and not finished goods? Uh, you know, I do know this. I that would, it would that would make sense though, because you're not. Yeah. You well, have to do stuff once you get them. They're not. Right. They're not assembled either. Right. Um. So unfortunately, that means that there's a new 25% price hike on everything for makers. If you are a maker, what? 
of a, with using electronics. Uh, yeah, resistors, capacitors, chips, everything. Twenty five percent more expensive. What? Why is with, this with twenty five percent? That's so. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard, and it's this is political, but I, it's not political at the same time because it's weird. I don't understand the the impetus here, but the Trump tariff that was put into place is a tariff of 25% on incoming components but no tariff on outgoing finished goods meaning that anything Mm -hmm. that is made in America using foreign components and then shipped out again to foreign countries has an effective almost 50% price punishment on it hmm uh, he and, and, and Trump announced this and then went to a Foxconn plant, which is one of those companies that manufactures finished goods out of components. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but Moog, the, the synthesizer company, sent a letter out to all their big customers and basically said, yeah, we don't have long before we, ha- we are going to be forced to move all of our production out of America because we deal in components. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I heard something about Harley Davidson moving. Yep, Harley Davidson's going well. foreign. But is that's because of the tariffs on steel and aluminum, right? Canadian steel and aluminum because Trade of national wars. security. Yeah, I national security, yeah. I don't understand. <sighs> Listen, this isn't a political show. We're not, not going to get into not, all that bullshit. It's crazy. All right, so I think the last time we, we spoke... Two Way weeks back ago, in episode wow. one eleven. Man, if, if you know, we're terrible people, John. We had two weeks, or no, we didn't have two weeks off this show. We only took a week off this show, right? Uh, we still didn't get the other show done. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I had company in my house for like two weeks. So where I had company in my house for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we've kind of been a little busy. Yeah. But I, what I was going, where I was going with this is, I was talking about um, episode one eleven. Everybody was making fun of me because I had just gotten in the new Amazon Alexa Prime TV thing, <clears throat> and I, I, I mentioned, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I literally hooked it up like hours before the show started, and was kind of getting through everything and i had mentioned yeah i'm already not happy with it all it does is turn the tv on and off i i had this vision that it would interact with my cable box and it doesn't do that and turns out it does do that i just had to set everything up it not only interacts with the cable box uh you know i can tell it to switch to cable it'll switch over to cable i can tell change channels things like that but it also interacts with well Interacts is a loose word. It'll also switch over to my Roku, which I have as well. So just for those people out there listening, it, it does have a lot of these advanced features. I just I hadn't had enough time to play with it. And, so are you happy and, with it? Yeah. You think it was a good purchase? Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean... Is it worth the money? You know, you're, not, you're not selling for, me, really. Yeah, I think it was like 80, 89 bucks or 90 yeah, I think it's like eighty nine bucks for early prime people. So yeah, it's worth that. I mean, 
you know, for me, you know, the newness of it, the newness of having the Echo device has really kind of worn off. So now it's just kind of a utility thing. Um, having it in the living room to control the television is a nice added feature. It's something I've been looking for. I, I was, I was on, I've been looking at buying those smart remotes. Um, I forget what it's called, but they're super stinking expensive. They're a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Because they tie into the, the to the Alexa, uh, and so I've been, yeah, I had been thinking about doing that for a while, and ultimately I never never ended up doing it. So now that I have that added feature in this one, I'm happy, but I'm not blown. I mean, I'm not blown away with it. It's just another another Echo device. Which you so do yeah, have it's a worth, bunch it's of. It's worth them. the money. Yeah, yeah, it's worth the money. I mean, if if you want to get one for your main area or something that has a television and you want to control your television then yeah get it it kind of yeah, works yeah. as advertised yeah well i had, like i said the friends in town and they're not big tech people and the whole time he was here he was con- controlling the music and loving that and i'm like you're going home and buying one aren't you he goes yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he was doing the thing where he'd get up and walk over to it to talk to it but I think it was. Be- I think <laughs> it was because people do that. Well, I think it was, it was mostly because we were outside, and he wanted to. Be, didn't want to be talking loud at eleven o'clock at night, so we walk over to talk just to it. <laughs> Did you well, guys? Was- you guys hear the new, uh, the the new Alexa doing creepy things that it's not told to do? Story? No. Uh, I thought you had a card or something on this. Yeah, there's, apparently there's a new story on this. Yeah, apparently, apparently somebody, somebody was just working around their kitchen and stuff, and had TV paused, and out of nowhere, their their device says, "Every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying." What? Why I'm, would they say that? I'm going to guess somebody in another room or whoever has access to the the app. You can tell it to say things like that. So from from my phone remotely, I can say, Echo, say XYZ, and it will say that on the actual device. I didn't know that. That's my guess. Yeah, that's a a feature. Uh, what, interesting. What gets me about this is the article says, well, now we just want to permanently disconnect our device. And my thought is, why? <laughs> like... <laughs> If if that's if that's the thing it's doing that creeped you out, you're going to be horrified when you realize that it's listening to everything you say. <laughs> yeah, some people some people are weird. I don't know. Uh, I I got a question for you guys. I, I like to pose these scenarios, and I have a pretty good track record with my theories. I'm like. Unlike the kooky, crazy shit that Thomas comes up with. What? Did I say that? No, didn't mean it. <laughs> hey, the listeners I, love it. I, I, I've been watching... I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I, I, I watch a lot of um, streaming gamers. Uh, really, only a couple of streaming gamers. But uh, a lot of Fortnite play, Overwatch when that was big. I don't play video games, but I enjoy watching, watching the streamers play them. Um... And it occurred to me uh, that, you know, 
as podcasters, we have to be careful. We, not us particularly, because we don't play music or anything on ours. But, like, people who stream coding, uh, I've had it happen to me where I've streamed something from a remote location. There's been music playing in the background. Um, all this stuff happens, and the music industry pounces. And, you know, hey, that's copyrighted. You got to pull that down, blah, blah, blah. There, there's absolutely no leeway. There's no fair use. There's no, oh, that was playing in the background. You're not trying to make money off that. None of that. If if it hears videos, it gets pulled. Or if it hears its, its music, it, it gets pulled down. Yeah. What do you think of the theory or do you, or, or the possibility of it happening to video games? And my my idea being, you have video game streamers out there who are raking in money in the millions right now. Um, easily, a lot, you know, in six the deep six figures, all of off these free games like for like Fortnite or even the ones that aren't free like Overwatch. What do you think the when do you think it will happen that a company comes in and says, hey? You're streaming our intellectual property. You need to pay us if you're going to stream our game. That's a good question. But so, at the same time, they're they're basically advertising their game for them. Yeah, and that's been an issue, though. That, Nintendo that can be this. said about music as well. That can be said about music as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm advertising your music. Why would, you, why would you pull my video? Go ahead, Thomas. Nintendo does this. Nintendo has really? a, yeah. Nintendo has a real problem with uh, videos on YouTube that use Nintendo's content, and so if you're a video game guy, doing Nintendo stuff is a no-no. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Um. They, it's counterintuitive. No one's really sure what Nintendo's deal is with the whole thing because they don't try to monetize it some other way. They don't try to turn it around. They just remove it. They just remove. Lots and lots of stuff. And it isn't clear what their end goal with this is. But the thing with Fortnite be, is a great example because it is a, a free-to-play game, but the company is making over $300 million a month off of it at this point. And mm-hmm. that's because of streamers. It's because of the popularity right. of streaming the game. It's not counter to it. Um, I mean... Uh, we should be clear about this. A lot of these things, I feel, make no sense of why they would be in existence. So, for a company like who, uh, Epic, I think does uh, Fortnite. Um, uh, John, help me out. Uh, Rocket League. Um, Psionics. <clears throat> Psionics. You know, any of these companies, it, it to us normal people would seem absolutely absurd. For them to start to go after content creators and streamers and say, "Hey, those, those that's our material. That's that's our copyright. Those are our characters. You can't use that." Seems absolutely absurd. I completely agree with that. Now, I'm sure there's legal departments in each one of those companies that say, "Well, wait a minute. It's really not that absurd." <laughs> so, so absurdity aside, do you do you feel that? There, that that is inevitably where we will go. No, I think if some okay. if a company did do it because of the gamer community, it would be an instant death knell because the people who were playing the game 
and making lots of money off of it would still be allowed to talk. So they would say, guess what for, Guess what? Epic just tried to do? Guess who's no longer playing it again? I'm switching over to Paladins. And Paladins but, but, would boom in popularity. Epic would lose hundreds of millions of dollars, and it would be well, never done well, again. You, well, that, that scenario would work if they didn't do it across the board. But, I mean, again, it could be like the music industry where they say, hey, we all have to stand together on this if we want this to work, if we want to get that payday. We all have to stand together. Yeah, the game industry but, does not do that. There's no. Uh, okay, so so again, th- this this exercise doesn't even seem so like what? it's going to be worth it. <laughs> if if we, uh, you know, my, my my point being that if they did, this would be an issue. Now, you don't think it would add add anything to it that let's say Epic, let's say Fortnite, since we're going there, we you, they go to uh, a creator like Ninja, who supposedly is making. You know, a million dollars or whatever uh, off off of his stream now a day. Yes. And they went to they went to Ninja and said, you know, hey, you know, you can't stream our stuff anymore for free. Uh, we're going to start charging a licensing, but because you know you're such a big content creator now, instead of getting your money from donations, we will you'll basically work for Epic. We'll we'll pay you to stream. Now that does that does currently get done. So there's a lot of money in the influencers community, and influencers are the YouTubers and the Twitch yeah. streamers, and there's a lot of money being moved around to get them to promote stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're basically saying they take they could take this person who's making you said a million dollars a day. I believe Thomas? that's the estimate. Yeah, that, that that can't be right. That's yeah, that's can't be. Anyway, even if it's a million dollars a year, you, Eric, your point is they they go to them and say, "We're gonna, you can't do that anymore. We'll pay you a hundred grand a year to mm-hmm. to do this, but you you have no access to our content otherwise." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm perfectly fine with everybody saying, Eric, you're insane. That would never happen, despite the fact that it has already happened in other industries. Well, it could definitely I'm fine happen. With that. I, I, yeah, I don't. You you bring up a very good point. I still don't see why people are making a million dollars a year, or month, or day yeah, playing no, video sorry, games. Not, but... not day. It's as of a couple of months ago, it was five hundred thousand dollars a month. Okay, all right, but that's still, still significant. Five. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, that's uh... now, and that's not including stuff where he's got promotional brands, he's doing sponsored deals, or. He's doing announcing for so pro he's events. doing six million dollars a year, at least. Yeah, you said five hundred thousand dollars a month. Did you just type five hundred thousand times twelve? <laughs> uh, me? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> History clear. <laughs> but but uh-huh. is that? I mean, that doesn't. That can't be. That can't possibly be right, is it? Is that, is that off donations or there's no way that could be right? Yeah, donations, advertisements. Oh, man, I mean, remember I'm Twitch? In the Twitch has how ads. I'm doing. Well, he I think he plays something like six hours a day or something like that. I mean, it's a full time. I work eight hours six, plus a day. Six hours, hours a day, day. playing a video it's, game. It's a full time job. No shit, it's a full-time job. That's John's point. <laughs> we work over six hours a day. We don't make nearly that much money. Well, 
John. John's also not good at video games. Fucking Tom defending it. Oh, calm down, John. He <laughs> plays video games six hours a day. Give the man a break. God. You're the part of the problem, Thomas. Well, I, pe- I think people are too quick to judge stuff like this where a person is essentially a, a social media genius. They're working 12-hour days, and they're, part of that is the six hours that they're, they're streaming the games. But the other six hours, you know, they're doing marketing management. They're doing social media work. They're contacting that, people. That's what I was about to say. Is, it's like there's no way that is sustainable. There's no way that's sustainable. It's not. People burn out of, this, of that industry real hard. Yeah. I, don't know, I think I could be convinced for five hundred grand a, a month. <laughs> I'd do it for for a hundred grand a month. Come come to me, Fortnite. I'll, I'll stream your your stupid game for a hundred grand a month. <laughs> they have playground mode again, Thomas. When 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 are you and I going to play? Uh, when are you going to show me how to play Fortnite? Or you never actually played Fortnite, did no, you? I, I I have. I dislike it. Oh oh. I say they have playground mode, so I'm actually tempted to to give it a shot. What is playground mode? Uh, it's a little. It, they give you a private island and allow you to play with like only like four of your friends, so you can like actually learn how to play the game. Right now, right now it's like trial by fire. You're thrown into a game and you've got to learn all these different aspects of the game: how how to manage your inventory, how to build, how to what weapons to use, how to use them, all while playing the actual game. And all these, you know, all these stats start to add up against you as far as you know, how good you are and all this. Well, playground mode it allows you to get in there. You you can learn how to manage your inventory, learn how to build, learn how to shoot uh, without it, without being in an actual game. Mm. That's that's the thing about Fortnite is that <laughs> Fortnite isn't just about running and gunning. Fortnite has <laughs> this creative, strategic element where you have to build basically forts Defenses. yeah you have to build yeah. you have to build a fort around yourself and the people who are really good at this it looks like the system is just automated like it looks like they have a script yeah. that just runs and builds a house around them there's it's amazing to watch i but it's the part of the game that i don't like oh really you don't like that i like that part of the game that's the thing i like the accuracy the of I like. shooting i like the sort of quick reflexes and patience and stuff but that Seeing people play and the skill level that they're at, you just sort of go, "Well, fuck, never mind." Then, I mean, they're already they, <laughs> they finished the game, so why, why am I worrying? The thing I like about Fortnite, I don't know, other games might have this. Um, I guess Overwatch has it as well. Is it has an underlying underlying story that's running? So, if you if you follow the Fort, Fortnite community, if you follow the gameplay, there's there's a whole story that's happening in the video game. And uh, it's it's kind of cool to watch, but yeah. but if you're get, if you're I, just I, getting I dropped into the game, how are you following a story? You don't. The story <clears> yeah, is completely outside of the game. Comic books, web no, comics. No, 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 no. Fortnite doesn't. Fortnite, the mm. story is happening in the game. So in Fort in Fortnite, like the big the big deal was the this rocket that's been sitting on the map finally launched. Before that, actually, even before that, a meteor had crashed on the playing on the on the island. And so there were all these meteor craters that brought these special rocks that let people bounce. Uh, but recently, they uh, there's been this rocket that's been on the on the island that you know 
everybody's been kind of suspecting, oh, this is going to launch or something's going to happen with it. Well, that's launched and it's ripped the fabric. It's ripped time or something. Nobody really knows what's happened yet. But after it launched, it started teleporting around the island. And now there's this big fracture in the sky where it, it had made its final teleport. And so everybody's got these theories that it's ripped a space-time continuum. Or, See, this is... Yeah, they, nobody really That's knows. the genius of... The, the absolute genius of Epic is what they've ended up doing on the weekly basis. So when they released this, I mean, it's it's a real, real convoluted story, but essentially when they released this, it was a last chance, a last grab at keeping, getting money back from a failed game. Um, mm-hmm. So Fortnite Battle Royale was, was what everyone plays, but Fortnite is a standalone single-player game that costs 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just sort of said, well... This game is not going to sell. We did our metrics. It's not going to work. So what they released the free version, which was the Battle Royale version. Um, and it had they had no monetization whatsoever when they launched it. It was just free and out there, and they were just doing it. But their monetization mm-hmm. method now is this weekly $5 uh, battle pass where you get loot and experience and there's a whole progression for your character and a lot of stuff going on and they've turned around and put all that money they're making which like I said earlier was 330 million dollars a month and now they're whoa 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 whoa. who's making 330 million dollars a month epic no they're not yeah that one that one I don't have to look up that one I know for a fact Okay, that that I'm I'm gonna I am gonna have to have to pull up a little three hundred thirty. So they're taking what? that money and instead of sitting on it, they're That's spending four billion dollars right a year. Four billion dollars a year. Yeah. So they're spending that back into the game, and the game is incredibly dynamic on a weekly basis. There's something new is happening. Some new element of the story is showing up, and it's keeping the player engagement really high. Uh. Yeah, they've they've just done a spectacular job at spinning this this free this free thing into essentially a non controversial free to play game, which is very difficult to do. They're not doing loot boxes in the same way that uh, a lot of companies are. They've right. created this battle pass system, and the battle pass system got adopted by PUBG and is going to be adopted within a month or so by Psyonix for Rocket League. Hmm. Man, maybe we need to reach out to Epic about sponsoring Wave PHP for four billion dollars a year, man. Holy smokes, that's crazy. I still want to see. You, I still want to see that article that says that because that seems ridiculous. It's it's not. Yeah. It costs it costs me thirty bucks a month, and I don't play. What do you mean it costs huh? you thirty bucks a month and you don't play? I got two now kids. You confuse that, me. I got two kids that want the weekly oh. battle pass. That's five dollars. Okay. Oh. Uh, and what the, and all the weekly battle pass does is, is give you like skins and picks and stuff. It's skins and challenges and and uh, additional pinata drops, mm. I guess. So I don't know. At, <laughs> as of March twenty first of this year, so only a few months ago, Epic Games Fortnite is making boatloads of money on in app purchases, taking in one hundred twenty six million dollars in the month of February. Wow, one hundred twenty six. Well, wait a minute. That's that's way less than what Thomas said. Well, that's that was because yeah, that was because that was February. 
But still, May was May was the first month where they made three hundred thirty million, and it's just going, yeah, it's just going up. Even one hundred twenty-six million was is absolutely insane, and it's a free game. And this is what's great about about this industry is whether you're a streamer, whether you're a game company, the creativity that of the different ways you can make money off of your platform, whatever you're offering, whether it's entertainment, whether it's a game. It's just, I, I love the fact that we, we have this industry full of people who have thought so far outside the box. And, you know, people like Epic who said, listen, we're not going to charge people 40 bucks to buy the game. We're going to give them the game and we're going to make, you know, 400 bucks from that same person. That's because they tried selling it and it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, that's basically but, the thing. Now, it, it gets more complicated than that because they Epic was hired to help um, develop Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, really? Right, which is why PUBG ended up suing Epic because they turned around after finishing their part of that job and released their own Battle Royale game using the same tech that they had developed in helping player unknown. Mm. Okay. All I know is this is not really a game podcast, so we better be making boatloads of money off of this. You want to you want to talk PHP? I got PHP for you. You got to nope. you got to think outside nope. the box, Tom. No, 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 no. Don't want to talk your PHP. I want to talk my PHP. Is it in this card more that you have on the Trello board cuz you don't more, have any cards more, on the Trello? Board. More more specifically, I want to talk about Wave PHP cuz Eric just brought it up. It's been two weeks. Since, bing. It's been two weeks since we've talked. Guess what we've done in those two weeks? Absolutely. What have we done? From what I can tell, literally nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Well, okay. We, we wait, 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 wait to wait to bring it all down. Well, I didn't look. I didn't. I haven't looked at what you've done. Well, no, we we have released a schedule, so that is out there. People I saw that. Whether, whether that was intentional or not, it left to be remain. The schedule is out there. Yes. <laughs> And you have you only have what two or three weeks left to buy buy tickets at the early bird price. So get them now. I mean, Come it should be San zero Diego. weeks. It should have been last month that that was just disabled. Should have been, but yeah. but when I first set up Eventbrite to uh, sell the tickets, I put in July thirty first, and I don't know what the legalities would be if I change that right now. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Wait, no, you told me I had till the thirty first. You can't change that. So I've got I'll my I, bought, I got my hotel. I got my hotel room awesome. checked out. But not, a, not according mm-hmm. to my not according to the spreadsheet I have. Just saying. Does you, might, you have you a wanna, spreadsheet of my hotel rooms? Yeah, you might want to check that out. I'm, I have the receipt. Hey, look, you're on my Jeez. list. <laughs> so not according to the spreadsheet I haven't looked at in several days. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Gotcha, gotcha. Your your it is your your confirmation number is R six. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it does start R six. <laughs> you know, and, and there's actually another issue, a, a good issue. Well, good for us, really. Um, for people who wanting to buy tickets is. You know, we have a limited amount of tickets, and they are running out. We're 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 getting some. We're finally getting. Well, not finally, but as it get, as it gets closer, people are having some interest, and people seem to be buying these tickets in blocks, which I guess shouldn't surprise me. I, I assume there's a lot of 
companies are sending people. And so, you know, we get little notifications for four tickets are bought, two tickets are bought. So it's nice to see the, those rolling in. Um, but yeah, tickets are finally, finally starting to move, which is nice. Exactly. Just need to sell the rest of them. That's good to hear. Cause I know it's been stressful on you guys. It's yeah. still stressful. Super stressful. Yeah. And and honestly, the the thing we've been talking about, I think I've been pretty open about it on the show, is as much as we appreciate people buying tickets, it's important. The tickets to us are doesn't doesn't cover the conference. No, I mean, we, we don't we don't yeah we don't even come we don't even break even with ticket sales. It's it's sponsors stepping in, which you know very well maybe a mis- may have been a mistake on John and I. Maybe we should have looked at. Yeah, areas that would have allowed us to break even just on ticket sales, but we really wanted to have have it somewhere where people got the experience. San Diego, it got to be an enjoyable trip, uh, somewhere where we would have wanted to go had we been going to a conference. So, I mean, we we kind of stepped things up a little bit there, but yeah, I mean, we, we definitely love love people love the fact that people are buying tickets. But if anybody's out there wanting to sponsor. Yeah, man, let us know because we are looking for sponsors. We we have sponsors coming in. Matter of fact, we have a new one that we will be adding to the site. But you know, adding haven't added haven't added yet. Not yet. We're waiting no, we're for waiting some information. F- yeah, we're waiting for some information from them so that they can go up there. Yep. But yeah, it's going well. It's going well. Can Wait, you believe it's what is it? September. Seventy five days away. 75 days, 10 hours, 11 minutes, and 34 seconds, John. As of the time we're recording this. (laughs) September 19th through the 21st, Mission Bay in San Diego. Hope to see you here. If you're wondering who's speaking, the speakers are all up there with the exception of the keynote speakers have not been announced yet. And if you're interested in what they're talking about, the schedules are fully posted so you can see... Who's talking where? And I, I'm I gotta be completely honest. The real value here is the training day. We have some fantastic presenters presenting some great topics on the training day. So I'm looking forward to trying to get in and, and see some of these talks. Um, yeah, we got. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we don't. You can go to Saint and see Jessica's doing uh, TDD and BDD. Uh, Tim. Uh, is doing uh, PHP Damons, TJ Miller is doing Docker, and Daniel, our good guy from Longhorn PHP, is going to building a spa with Vue.js. Yeah, I, so, I want in on that one. And actually, the real value, I mean, yeah, there's some awesome presentations going on, but if you don't go to conferences already, you really should be, because the networking is so valuable. Meeting yeah. people in the industry and having people to lean on when you need help. I mean, honestly, I've gotten kind of to the stage where if I go to a conference, it's probably not to see the talks anymore. There might be one or two talks I'm interested in, but it's more just staying plugged into that network and, and talking to people and, you know, just having I mean, a lot, a lot of times it's the only time you see these uh, other developers in real life because, you know, you, you're in one part of the country, they're in another part of the country and, Everybody converges for this this conference, so mm-hmm. looking forward to. It. So yep, 
All right. Check it out. Wave PHP. Thomas, now you can talk about your PHP. I'm done with my PHP. You know what? Uh, you know what WordPress really needs? An upgrade. Nope. It needs to be compiled into that, .NET. I was going to say that. Is that a ticket of yours? God. <laughs> I I saw this article. Yeah. This article. This article pisses me off for such a, such a large number of reasons. It gives the like it gives the whole story and then it just sort of says, So why would anyone do this? And then they say, Well, performance and then they don't list they don't list benchmarks. They don't they don't show <laughs> in any way how this affects performance. C sharp extensibility, which if you're working on WordPress, you probably don't really fucking care about. Uh a source yeah. sourceless distribution, which again, it's still WordPress. So what what can we back up? I, I don't know how familiar you, you are with .NET, but what would C-sharp extensibility be exactly? And, and I mean, the, the argument could be made, again, for for PHP as well. I mean, you can write extensions for PHP. So what 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 would that be? No, you nailed, yeah, you nailed it. That's what it is, is that you can, you can write extensions in uh, C-sharp and .NET. Versus for, okay. C++ for. and... Yeah, yeah, PHP? PHP? and C sharp. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. I, I I don't mind when a project says when 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 a project says why would I do this because it's a stupid thing to do and I wanted to try it like the Go compiler. Right, There's right. a PHP Go. Yeah. And and when when asked why the person who wrote it said I wanted to see if I could. Uh, That's fine. That's totally fine by me. But when you try to say compiling WordPress into .NET is a performance-oriented change, no one believes you or cares. Like, no one's super excited about performance improvements on WordPress running on Windows machines. <laughs> if, if you're concerned about performance, you already did two things wrong right there. WordPress, Windows machine. <laughs> um... Uh, and and they sort of get to the end of the article, and it just sort of says, "So yeah, it's great. I, it's it's available on what the Peach Pie package, and the comment section just sort of immediately. The first comment is, uh, <laughs> okay, where's the benchmark? <laughs> <laughs> Show me the numbers. Yeah. I just I don't. <clears throat> and, and what what kills me is you know if there is a performance increase, it's probably like not even noticeable to the human. Oh, look, you know, we saved 3.2 microseconds. Well, yeah, that's the issue, if too, you... is that what they've done with .NET is just wrap the errors. The, the performance problem with PHP versus .NET is static typing. Mm. Is that variables are typed, output is typed, input is typed. That's, what perform- that's where the performance comes from. So unless they went through WordPress... And, and statically typed everything in it and then compiled it to C-sharp, there's no way in hell they're getting performance improvements out of it because now it's just PHP running on top of C-sharp hiding errors. Mm-hmm. And PHP is moving forward towards being able to compile. It's moving forward towards stricter and stricter typing. The JIT engine is being rewritten. Uh, I believe 7.3 Alpha 3 just came out. And you can play around with the new JIT engine there. I just... 
I'm like I said, I'm okay with stupid projects, but at least say you know it's a stupid project. Yeah. If you're making a shitty well, yeah, robot, call yourself the queen the, of shitty robots. <laughs> I, I believe the original the original poster said that though, right? Didn't wasn't the original blog post was why did I do this? Because I'm a .NET developer and wanted to see if I could do it. The original post I have here is why? Because it's awesome. Sometimes a project comes along that is impossibly ambitious and it works. Yeah, so I mean, so, I think that's kind of what the guy is saying. I mean, he's just, you know, he wanted to see if he could do it and did it. I mean, the same could be said for auto fellatio. All right, move on. You you brought you brought up <laughs> well, you don't like that. You you brought up Simone. I really hope she's okay after she is. Brain surgery. Simone is Simone is back. She's doing great. She hasn't done any projects lately, but she is definitely. Posting yeah, I pictures. Saw her, I saw her post just after surgery, and she said she was doing fine. Looking forward to some more uh, videos and you projects guys, from her. Guys, want to explain who she is since you guys have touched on it so much? We She's... talked about it in a previous episode, but Simone Gertz is the queen of shitty robots, and she is a hilariously awkward, hilarious person. Uh, I, I've never, I've never seen anybody with the energy that she has that's just hilarious and she was she had a she had, she had a tumor on her brain that she had to have surgically removed yeah so, yeah, so it was a benign tumor and the surgery wasn't uh, very risky but it did carry risks of leaving her blind in the eye above or below where the tumor was and that was the big concern i mean the thing uh, was so big you could see like <clears throat> on her face where it was before surgery it's crazy yeah i'm glad she's she's doing well yeah i look forward to to her making some more videos well she just started a, I don't... a youtube red series right before this happened mm-hmm. that it only has one episode out but it's amazing uh it's it's creating a uh vegan deer that she can hunt so that so that as a, <laughs> I saw that one as a vegetarian <laughs> as a vegetarian she wanted to experience what it was like to be a hunter and it it is bizarre it is a, such a crazy video it's so funny so I, I don't I don't want to share too many details um, it wasn't Simone but one of the people John and I went after to do a, a, a um, keynote for Wave PHP was somebody kind of in that same category, uh, a YouTuber, fairly fairly popular YouTuber. Uh, we discovered that they were here in San Diego, that this, this is where they lived. And we're like, wow, you know, what do you think the chances are? Well, you know, we will never know until you ask. And so we, we go through the channels to ask. And, of course, we get handed off to a handler. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're so lucky. That's where they live. No travel costs, no hotel We'll, we'll give you, you fifty percent the appearance. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll cut you fifty percent off the appearance fee. Yeah, off the appearance fee, and it was still like way too much money. I'm like, they, they wanted want fifteen grand for like an hour. Okay, you, you're you're going to say the number? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Why, Why would man. I not say the number? Oh my gosh! And I, I got to be honest, <laughs> like I was kind of heartbroken because I've been like, oh, this would be so cool. It'd be cute. They can use it in their social media stream, blah, blah, blah. And they came back with that number. I'm like, are you kidding me right so, now? So if anyone wants to give us $7,500 to bring this person as a keynoter, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
it was oh yeah it it was cool though it, it would have been fantastic but but not gonna happen so i hope I hope that was i hope i hope uh that was obscure enough to drive everybody crazy i'm sure i, th- I think i know who it is we'll, we'll talk yeah, after this you do, thomas yeah I'll, <laughs> I will let you know if you know it but all right <clears throat> i i i have a weird article that i want i need i need thoughts on okay um this guy wrote an article the title is PHP use associative arrays basically never. Oh, you don't like that? Right. How that sounds. I, so first Uh-oh. off, it's clickbait. Do Do you have a? Is this one of your cards? I'm not seeing it. It is. Not. It is not. It is not. Okay. It's It's an article I've been reading because I keep catching it. I keep catching this this article just out of the corner of my eye, and I go, "That's just it's. Uh, this is bait. This is totally bait." That's, that's Larry. Did Garfield write this? Yeah, did Larry write this? Krell? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is... So he he was huge, or I assume still is huge, in the Drupal community. Uh, in fact, uh, he will be... I was going to say, I think uh, he is. No, actually. Is he? He may be. Nope, nope. Yeah, he was, he was actually one of the people we were thinking about having present at WavePHP, but didn't have room for him. Anyways, I'm sorry, Thomas. Your article. So, he he's wondering hypothetically uh, which is faster, uh, an associative array containing an array of A and B values, and he's he's wondering if this is faster or slower than a standard class with A and B. Uh, properties, uh, a defined object with properties, uh, protected or public, he tests both, or anonymous classes with public properties. Wow, this is some technical stuff here. And look, he even he ha- even has the metrics we were just talking about. So, uh, you know, I I have honestly not read this article, so. I mean, he has he has numbers showing. I, I would have to read through this to be honest. This, this this is a lot of information. That's the thing is it it is a lot of information, but then at the same time, it's his test cases using a million records, and I believe that you lose a large amount of array based functionality by doing it this way. What he shows is that he gets a 14% improvement in performance using an anonymous class uh, in runtime speed. And in almost every case, except for a standard class, he gets a 50% improvement in memory. Mm-hmm. So, but, but to title the article, Never Use Associative Arrays, Seems myopic. It seems like, yeah, if you're using a million records as an associative array, you're, A, you're probably yeah. doing something wrong to begin with. I agree with that, yeah. So, you know... It, he does and say, and he if does you're trying to restore it all memory. in memory. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true too, yeah. But basically Never is different. It isn't much different than Never. I mean, it, it seems hyperbolic. Because basically, to different. create an anonymous class every time you want to use an associative array is... Especially if it's not going to be a million records. Right. If it's going to be five records, you'll literally spend more time entering in the code for an anonymous class than you will ever save over every iteration of the program ever being created ever. Because on that that case, it's going to save you .00001 second. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think... I mean, this this seems like one of those things... it's a good exercise to kind of go through. Probably really worth the read, but practicality of implementation, probably not there. Well, um, this is a good exercise for for finding a bug in the PHP code internally. Mm-hmm. When, you, mm-hmm. when you ask yourself, why does an associative array take double the memory of an anonymous class? That's something you look down. That's that's where you get in the code and you go, okay, well, clearly something's wrong in memory with arrays. Mm-hmm. But to say just stop using associative arrays is excessive. <laughs> it's so extreme. It, it really it's it's an extreme solution to to a an indifferent problem. I love the the comments at the bottom. One is very good post. I often had these issues, blah blah blah. But I think that whole comment was just to plug their website. <laughs> <laughs> Put a link into their website. Uh, John, uh, kind of along that same lines. Did you see the email I replied to today? Uh, which for Wave, one? Wave PHP. We yeah. had uh, we had a company reach out to us uh, at our info email address. It was actually at info for Diego Dev. It's like, hey, I'm reaching out to you about your uh, staffing thing, needs. Wave PHP, yeah, Wave PHP conference. You know, we're we're a staffing company. Blah blah blah. And so I replied, yeah, we'd love to have you sponsor. How much money were you thinking? <laughs> you must not have replied all because I didn't see that. <laughs> I actually BCC'd you on it. Oh, specifically, yeah, because I, hmm. I, uh, I I wasn't sure if you'd get the reply had I not directly to you so yeah yeah so yeah asking us i assume asking us about staffing needs and i'm like yeah no you you can sponsor us you want to help us yeah sponsor us (laughs) see he bcc'd you because he wanted to keep things nice and quiet as opposed to when he screenshotted our conversation about my wife leaving me and posted it on twitter (laughs) 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 to be clear i i i the my wife yeah. is not leaving me. My wife is back home. She went on. She, left she went you. to Colorado you keep for saying vacation. That. Nobody else has seen her. Okay, I, she, have have we seen her? She's at the store yeah. right now. She what? She's yeah. at the store. She's at it's the like twelve o'clock there. Stores aren't open in Colorado. Come on. I mean, we Thomas. Call, we call we call the bar the store. <laughs> you need to. The sooner you acknowledge the reality, the less painful it will be. No, she's back. It's wonderful. Somehow her so, her coming home immediately turned into a Photoshop contest on our chat room. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Oh man! All right. My my 
before my wife came home, my mom came out to visit, which... So cute. Having your mother visit you as an adult in your home is really puts you all the way back to when you were a kid. <laughs> where your room isn't necessarily clean enough, and <laughs> is that what you've been eating? <laughs> the, and the trash, the trash is half full, why haven't you taken it out? But she did. That she really did. looks infected. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. She she did she bought she bought my wife and I a new bed, so I'm very I'm very grateful for that. We have actual furniture. Your your mom just rolled in and been like, if if you're ever gonna win her back, son, you need a new bed. <laughs> you have to stop living in this squalor. <laughs> Time to get rid of those uh, those egg carts down there. Yeah, is that uh, is that just some random child's crying in the corner? <laughs> you can't have that in your house. Uh, well, maybe she'll get back and uh, and actually see the the new furniture, Thomas. Good luck with that. That's nice. It's talking with your parents as an adult is always just so disorienting. That's why I just don't <laughs> talk to them. Makes it easier. <laughs> You have them on Facebook. I don't have my parents on Facebook. All right. So I stumbled on I stumbled on a new fun thing. What, John? Did you want to Did you want to wrap this up? No, go ahead and stumble, talk about your fun <laughs> new thing. Yeah, hey. you haven't stumbled much on the podcast lately. Let's Let's get to it. Yeah, I stumbled. I'm always I'm always the early adopter. I'm always out there trying the bleeding edge stuff, and this was one of those that. It, it was like when I was doing it, I'm like, wow, this actually answers a lot of potential issues we could have. But we have a client who's uh, really big in AWS. And so we're, we're always looking at the different AWS services, mainly as, as a service, right? So we don't look very much at like client tools that they have. But... This one had caught my eye. I'm like, oh, let me give this a shot. And I fired up a Amazon Workspace, which if you don't know what a Workspace is, it's like a desktop. It's a virtual desktop. And they have, they've had Windows for a while. And um, I think I think they, the thing that caught my eye was that they were offering a Linux desktop as well. And that's kind of, that's where I'd seen it, the email come in. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. So I go and fire up this Linux uh, virtual desktop and I've worked with these in the past. Uh, when I was at, uh, in, in, in the enterprise, uh, I worked for a manager who was absolutely passionate about uh, virtual desktops. He thought it was the answer to everybody's uh, desktop needs. And the experience was horrible. I mean, it was oh so unusable, so slow, so oh, just a bad experience across the board. So when I saw this AWS service, I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. I'll I'll fire one up. They have a free tier, so you know, I went ahead and fired one up. And man, I'm not going to freaking lie. It is pretty damn impressive. Um, now, granted, I'm on a big pipe here at my house. I, I pay for the top tier of residential internet speeds, so I'll acknowledge that. I I probably should test this when I'm not on such uh, a good internet, but. My experience was very promising, and especially as an owner of a company who has a bunch of consultants. And those consultants, where since we don't supply their hardware, 
you know, the quality of hardware, the usability of hardware is, you know, can be questionable. They, you know, they can have issues with their laptops or, you know, whatever, whatever the condition is. You know, some people might have Windows, some people might have Mac, some people might use Linux, which is something, you know, we actually contend with today. And when I saw my experience just using this absolute lowest level entry free tier of the workspace, I'm like, damn. And I was only using it on my Mac, but they have clients for the Chromebook. They have clients for Android. They have clients for the iPad. And I'm like, well, let me try it on the iPad. Different experience, obviously, because you don't have a mouse. So it has this little tutorial on how, how you do all the, all the different mouse gestures, but still very usable. And the idea of having a full-fledged desktop that I could call up from my iPad is also extremely appealing. Um, it was it was uh, Mint OS. I, I, I didn't even take the time to look if there were variations of the desktop, uh, whether there was like, a straight Ubuntu or anything. The, the free tier that I fired up was a Mint OS uh, desktop. But, I mean, Mint is a very established... Uh, very established um, uh, desktop, and so like PHP Storm runs on it. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the tools we use, I, I believe Visual Source Code runs on it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I tell you what, man, anybody out there, maybe you're maybe you're rocking a Chromebook, and you're trying to get some development work done. Look into uh, Amazon Workspaces. They are not sponsoring the show, regardless of how it sounds. Excuse me, but. I, I we've said for a while that the the desktop is going away and I think it really has going away. I, I think we are we are a unique crowd. We are the developers. So for us to lose a desktop will have to be a pretty big paradigm shift. Um but I could definitely see I could see leaving the house easier with just an iPad now. If I had access to these work a workspace that I can always pull up or even a Chromebook. Um, I, I mentioned uh, on the previous shows how happy I was with the Chromebook I just recently purchased for, for my daughter. Um, being able to walk around with that because everything is remote, it doesn't impact your battery life. Um, so, you know, with a Chromebook, you're looking at, you know, eight hours, 12 hour battery life and you have a desktop there. Yeah, it's appealing, man. Very appealing. I it would definitely never. Well, I wouldn't say never. It's it's definitely not close to being my primary driver, but having it there as a backup, man. I tell you what, it, it would have made a big difference. For example, when we were down and um, when we went to Longhorn in Austin, and I had lost my laptop, to be able to pull up a alternative desktop and still have all my tools and continue working. That'd be that'd be it's probably really hard to keep that in sync though if you don't use it often. But it, but if all you have is your development stuff, you have Postman, you have PHP Storm, and you you're doing everything through Git repos. Not really. I don't see it mm. being that difficult. True. Maybe maybe hook up a little Dropbox to it. Be interesting. I I don't I I think again alternative you know go to but I I see and. and we talk, I, I mentioned having contractors. I mean, being able to establish desktops for the contractors, regardless of the hardware they bring to the table, 
And then, you know, when when they spin down, being able to destroy those desktops, you know, it's another appealing aspect of it. Hmm. Good point. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. All right. That means it's we're time to wrap up. We're, I, we're I over think, an hour. I think I think I agree with you on the, the the idea of the desktop sort of dwindling, but I don't know. Not for gamers. Gamers need it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing true. for me is that gamers still need it, and and the ecosystem for gamers is still brought so it full stronger. circle back to games. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see where that kind of stuff goes. Although, I mean, a laptop, it's just, it's nice to have the power under under the belt. Yeah, I, I don't see me giving up a laptop, ever. I mean, a, a full desktop ever, really. I just don't. Alright, well, this has been fun. You've been listening to oh, episode no. 112. Oh, no, you, you don't get to just cut Doom and Gloom out. And I am... I'm John Congdon. I am so proud to say Eric that Doom Johnson. and Gloom this week Keep it ugly. is brought to us by our very own Eric Van Johnson. What? What did I do? Gen 2. Oh, Gen 2. Oh, poor Gen 2. Did you see Sousa got purchased again? Sousa got purchased for $3.3 billion? Still in the billions. I mean, who, who's who's using that and and still, I mean, still retaining that value? I even That's even crazy. bigger question than that is, do you know how many employees they have? Well, no, not anymore, right? I mean, that's that when Novell, you know, died, it, that really kind of took all the official employees away, didn't it? Fourteen thousand employees. What work for At Seuss? Seuss? That's crazy. I don't know where that number comes from. I saw it. Fourteen thousand. That's <laughs> nuts. I think you have a condition, Thomas, where you add zeros to numbers or something. Oh, I, I, I apologize. Two point five billion. Two point five billion. Yeah, I think fourteen fourteen hundred employees. Correctly, to, I've been really mathematically challenged this episode. Yeah, if my numbers are correctly, like the first time they were sold, it was like for two hundred and fifty million, and the Novell purchased them for two point two billion, and they held like that two point two two point six billion price tag for the next couple of sales and yeah now they're 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 still right around that same same price tag but it was like that just seems insane to me an insane amount of money but that's not the take you that's not what you want to talk about you want to talk about a linux distribution that actually got compromised this is the best part about it i'm not going to talk about it this is your article and i would never deign to steal an article from you dane Oh well, you're you're going to be disappointed then because the reason I actually posted this this article, so yes, Gen two GitHub repo, I I guess some uh, code exploits got uh, merged into the official release of Gen two, right? So that that happened. I mean, there, there's no there's no two ways about that. This is the big fear. This was a big deal. Trust me, if Microsoft wasn't so uh, open source loving right now. They would be the first one plastering this this article across <laughs> the the intertubes about how open source is just you know full of hackers and stuff. The whole the whole reason I kind of even added this to my board is that it always I always find it 
so comical when these sort of things happen. Now, th granted, this was a a well, not even a mainstream distribution, but this was a this was a distribution of an OS where this happened to. So it's a pretty big deal that it happened. The fact that it got caught was because it was open source as well. So the fact that the thing got resolved was was open source, but. The whole idea of the, this concept that people have that this only happens in open source is ridiculous to me. It's like, no, this happens in closed source all the time. Matter of fact, in closed source, it's not even considering hacking. The company will just put explo exploited code in their product base. You just don't know what's there because you don't have visibility to it. it it's just, uh, I mean, that that was kind of the, the conversation I was going to have. And I don't really want to get into all that right now. We're already over, but... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll add this, we'll add this to the show notes. I, I don't really think it's as dramatic as people seem to want to play it. And this was back, uh, a couple of weeks ago. It really didn't, the story didn't catch that much momentum. Um, yeah, I was trying to get ahead of it before we, re we had recorded our last show, I think. And, um, we ended up not recording. So, uh, and it, it's kind of fizzled out since then, but. You know, I, I had kind of anticipated people making a big deal out of this, but really nobody actually did. Well, it's an interesting target because have you guys ever used Gen two? Uh, no, no. That's one of the distributions I've never used actually. I installed Gen two and I did a stage one install, which is a you only get source code install. Uh, no binaries or executables of any kind. You. You boot off of a, a disk and from scratch compile the kernel and then f install the kernel onto the system. And it's, it's a really, really fascinating process that took me several days to install. You learn a lot about Linux and about operating systems' core functionality because it doesn't say, do you want to install Grub or whatever boot manager it says read the instructions here here are your options there are also other options pick the one you want and here's how you pick it and here's how you define it in your configs and here's where it matters and it's it's a crazy process but it's experts only i mean this is a this is a distribution that basically only the most well-informed and capable linux gurus use so targeting them is interesting because they would be the they would be the fastest OS to catch a breach of this nature. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just it's it's they still don't know what was done, I guess. They don't know why it was compromised. It just looks like their their GitHub repository was compromised and that's all they really know. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. All right, I'm with John this time. I think we wrap this up at this point. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could just, I could go for another hour. Well, you that's can have the floor. I, that's only because I'm not editing it this week. We we can give you the floor uh, and let you keep going. <laughs> is John editing this week? Because I I'm not gonna be able to edit this week. Have you? John's never. Have, John's never I edited. Have, He's never edited uh, PHP Ugly. He has edited uh, our other podcast before, yeah. I actually have to do a talk next week at SDPHP because 
we didn't schedule a talk and John hit me at a really low point and he's like, you know what make you feel better? Do a talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's so wily actually, like I'm, that. I'm actually doing a, I'm doing no sequel talk um, at SDPHP next week. If anybody's interested, if you're in San Diego, first thing, make sure you join SDPHP at, on meetup.com, but uh, come join us and watch me ramble about no sequel and the cool things it does and why I still don't use it every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more important one. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there just playing back clips from previous podcasts where Eric says, no sequel seems stupid and I don't get why you'd want to use it. If you happen to live in an area that has a PHP user group where your presenter or your organizer is a presenter at Wade PHP, then you should be able to secretly ask them for Wave PHP stickers. I've sent Wave PHP stickers to uh, Austin PHP, to Peak PHP, to Denver PHP, all of whose organizers will be speaking at Wave PHP. Excellent. So uh, they all have Wave PHP stickers now to pass out to people. I don't even so have Wave sure PHP stickers. Them. Yes, you do. You liar. I gave you. I gave you Wave PHP stickers, didn't I? Yeah. So I will. I will get my. I will get my Maybe sticker that's where by. I had this from. <laughs> I will get my sticker by attending a local meetup instead of due to the fact that two of my best friends are the ones that's, running the event. That's exactly why I didn't send them to you, Thomas. <laughs> Save the postage. Get them from. Him. <laughs> uh. All right. So cool. So uh, make sure you attend your local meetup and get a Wave PHP sticker, and then make sure you attend Wave PHP. And that seems like a good spot to end the show. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds fantastic. All right. I'm Eric Van Johnson. You've been listening to episode 112 of PHP Ugly. Thank you. We know your time is valuable. We hope we added to your day. (laughs) We know know their time is not valuable. They've been listening to our podcast. You've been on a flight lately, haven't you? (laughs) I'm John Congdon. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Rideout. Doom and keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.